Hey team, welcome back to the show. Today it is Coach Natalie and I, and we are going to be digging into uh, really kind of the perfectionist personality and one of the most common mindset issues that holds that personality back within physique transformation. I mean, in a lot of areas, but again, of course, as nutrition training coaches, we see this a lot with physique transformation. And really, again, like we're talking about something that is very much a symptom of the perfectionist mindset, which is kind of this all or nothing approach that so many people struggle with. And really, um, to kind of break down why we wanted to talk about this today, I think that most people think they kind of just need the right macros or the training program to get the physique they want. When really the mindset side of things is just as important and oftentimes more important and like your willingness to change and accept new ideas um and change beliefs that you've had for a long time is such an important part of getting those results um because otherwise it, everybody could just like use an online macro calculator and read a blog about training to get great results right there's so much more to it than that and really we tend to attract a lot of type a clients who are very much perfectionist um and i think this is definitely something that both of us struggle with in different areas ourselves probably more so you than me but uh we definitely both struggle with this um, but I think that very much like this per perfectionist, more type A personality type also, again, typically struggles with the all or nothing thinking. Um, and again, it's really one of the most common things holding this person back when it comes to changing their physique. So before we kind of get into what is the all or nothing mindset, Natalie, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Just that when it comes to physique transformation, whatever it is you're trying to do with your physique, um, what's really going to make that successful is consistency. So something that we're always working through with clients. And I know this sounds very obvious when I say like consistency, right? Adherence. But when we're working through things with clients, you know, we have to break down like, okay, well, why are we not able to be consistent or adherent? Um, and this is honestly so common. This, Absolutely. this, is a, you know, so the coaching experience, you know, is not just handing out a set of macros and a training plan. It's actually working through what's holding you back. And it, it can be very surface level to just think that, oh, it's just, I, I'm not disciplined enough or I'm not consistent enough. Right. But why? Like, why are you unable to be consistent? You know, why do you feel that you are not disciplined and, you know, at the root? so often we find all or nothing mindset or, you know, a perfectionist. Absolutely. And I honestly think that a lot of, and the way you train is important. Your nutrition is important. And there are so many things in those variables well that we can improve with a new client. But I also think people are very drawn to the idea that again, I just need the right program because it is a way to avoid, I think like this work is almost more difficult to do than the physical work. Like working through those things you said, like, why is it that I'm actually not consistent? Why do I struggle with this so much? Again, there's oftentimes a lot to unpack there. And again, just like looking for the right program is an easy way to avoid all of this. So can you, first of all, define for us, what is the all or nothing mindset? So all or nothing mindset is um, for sure a negative thought pattern. Um, it is often a symptom of perfectionism or it is not often. Um, it's definitely a form of self-sabotage, kind of what we were talking through. Absolutely. Yeah. And what, how I really like to describe this is it's, it's binary thinking. So 
as humans, like this is sort of just the way that we are programmed to think. Like it is very easy for us to think in a binary way. It's how our brains work. So we always want like black or white, A or B, good or bad, on or off, win or lose, success or failure. Like the, like this is why, you know, look at, you know, elections, not to get political, but like they're primarily two parties, right? Right. Like this is just kind of how we're wired. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the brain makes sense of it easily. So we just are naturally prone to want to put something into an either or category, right? Uh, which doesn't leave a lot of room for nuance or like that gray area, um, which, which oftentimes is, is, you know, what, what you really need to kind of explore to be successful at this stuff. No, that's a great way to explain it though. And I mean, even like, if you look at like the most prolific marketers, for example, it's always those who are very black or white, like this is good. This is bad. Uh, the ones who create the most controversy, like people either hate them or they love them very similar to like what you're talking about with like elections, right? Where it's typically like, I am so hard left or so hard right. And like, I remember <laughs> my grandma when we were little kids thought like the Democratic presidential nominee was like the, she literally was telling us she thought he was the Antichrist. Um, any crazy example, but anyways. No, but this, this is also what you see on social it's media, appealing, right? right? Like yeah. who's who's getting all the likes and attentions on social? The people with the most polarizing thoughts, right? Exactly. And exactly. then what ha- what ensues is a discussion about yes or no. Like right. yes, I support you. No, I vehemently disagree with you. Right. You know, and those polarizing views, um, because it's just it's just easier to understand. Right, right. But again, there are so many shades of gray there. And while it is appealing, I think things very rarely operate at that level. So to make this more tangible, can you give us some examples of what the all or nothing mindset might look like? Yeah. So some common examples um, that we will often see are, um, hey, I like I have to miss a training day this week, so I might as well miss all of them. Like it's not even worth going or like even, you know, on a, on a more, like a smaller scale of that would be, I don't have time for my entire training session today. I don't have time to get through this. So I'm not even going to go, mm-hmm. you know, in reality, you could probably get in like your compound lifts perhaps. Right. Right. Um, I didn't hit my macros today. So this, this whole week is a write-off this whole day mm-hmm. or week is a write-off. Um, might as well just kind of keep going do whatever I want. Um, you know, perfect during the week quote but then all hell breaks loose on the weekends right (laughs) um you know or even like you know i want a certain result but i'm too busy to work with a coach right now yeah and i think that like uh to speak to that one like ashley shout out to ashley who you just shared her what she's done over the last few months was which is incredible but it's i thought i love that because that was such a good example of someone who could have very easily fallen into all or nothing thinking, right? She is, she lives out of a different hotel every single week. She doesn't have like her own kitchen. She trains at a different gym constantly, right? It could have so easily been like, this isn't the right time. This is the right time. And it's interesting to like put that in contrast to there are people who have literally been in my DM since 2019, like every like six months to a year, they'll reach out like, oh man, it's just about time. And it's, all right, definitely going to happen soon. I have faith in you, but it's just let it go on for years and years because of that. And again, I think 
there are like Ashley rather than it just being, and you could speak to this of course better than I could, but rather than it being like, well, my life is crazy. Um, I'm on this Broadway production. I can't be as consistent as I would like, or I can't be perfect. Right. Well, I can't make it happen. Instead, she's again, embraced the fact that there is again, like still a lot of room for progress, even in that gray area between perfection and failure. And because of that, she's done incredible and seen such incredible results. Um, and guess what? She hasn't been perfect. That's very true. Uh, I also think that again, for a lot of people this shows up like more relative to coaches, I think for a lot of people it shows up as imposter syndrome. Um, again, there's like the, I don't remember what the saying is, but it's something like there's people that are like, that know way less than you doing what you want right now basically just because they took action. And again, I think a lot of times like relative to coaching, and I know I had struggled with the same thing for a long time. It was like, I don't know enough yet. I need to keep learning. And I do think those things are, are very important. But again, I think a lot of times it's like that all or nothing, kind of the same mindset that's actually holding people back. Anything else as far as examples that you really see frequently? Yeah, I used to get this um, when I was coaching CrossFit a lot, you know, people that were, you know, curious about CrossFit, um, mm. but they didn't feel fit or in shape enough to start. I was thinking that's interesting too. Yeah, it was, it was interesting to me then. And it's still interesting to me now, you know, cause that it like, that doesn't, it, that doesn't make sense to me, you know? And it's like, well, you know, now is, is as good a time as any to like get there, like, you know? Um, and then, I mean, there's another great one, right? Like waiting until January 1st to start your fitness or nutrition yeah. journey, like have to throw that one out there. Um, you know, waiting for the perfect time, because then you know that you'll be perfect. Right. No, you can't absolutely. have like a mark on your record or a blip in the radar. That's, you know, that that's going to like upset the routine. Like we need to execute perfectly. And I see that so commonly as well. And that's again, like until you overcome that mindset, even like when it is the perfect time, inevitably that an issue is going to come up. And again, if your mind's still in that place, that will be still the thing that throws you off. I think a very good example of this actually is Zach, our guy, Zach, who has been crushing it working with you. Um, actually, uh, he and his wife reached out about it and we were talking and she was like, honestly, um, I think we decided it's best for him to wait because he's coaching right now. Uh, he's a teacher and a coach, correct? Mm -hmm. Right. He's like, this is the busy season for him. And he wants to wait until he can really be extremely dialed in. And I talked her through like, that's ultimately it's up to him. But, um, the reality is if this is the hardest time for him, if this is typically like when he falls off until he learns how to manage this, he's going to fall off at this time every year. So this is the best time for him to be coached and just, all right, I'm in. And Zach's done incredible. And you guys work together so far. I know he's stoked about it. I know you're very stoked about it. But that's such a perfect thing. And this has been, again, like that time where he previously thought he couldn't have done it. Now, again, imagine if he would have waited, right? That's that's I just it's so cool to me. Um, any other examples there before we move on? Um, no, I mean, I think we covered a lot of the the most common ones that we see or hear. Okay. So if you were to illustrate to someone why this is holding them back, how would you go about that? Um, you know, we have to have a conversation first, um, to basically bring awareness to, uh, this, this thought pattern. Um, but really, uh, why it's so, you know, detrimental is that it just, it holds absolutely no space for 
nuances um, or like the gray area that we spoke to earlier. Um, it, you know, when in reality, life is, is rarely A or B, right? And I'm going right. to bring it back to the political analogy, but, you know, I would, I would say most people are rarely like hardcore left or right. Most mm-hmm. people are actually quite moderate. You know, and that's kind of where we we need to be and where we need to have these conversations. So, you know, again, like to our point about waiting for the perfect time quote, you know, or like waiting for your week to go perfectly. Like it's you're going to be doing a lot more waiting than you're going to be doing executing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's I always like to explain to clients because most people start working with us because of the results they've seen other people get. And if there's a specific person, I always like to relate it back to like here's some things this person struggled with, but we have worked with hundreds and hundreds of people. I think between you, myself and Andrea, we've probably worked over a thousand people by this point. I have never worked with a client who has been perfect through the entire process, right? Everyone has had so many struggles and it's interesting that people think that I am, I just like looking at it, that is like, do you really think you're the outlier? Like, do you think the rules are different for you versus everyone else? And again, just looking at understanding other struggles, which I also think is why it's valuable for even like to hear like the things your coaches struggle with. Um, but I also think it's so helpful for people to typically understand that in this style of thinking, again, like let's take it back to uh, the problem is rarely as big of an issue as your perception of the problem is. Mm-hmm. This is a huge thing that most people need to grasp. So let's take it back to that. Um I didn't hit my macros today, so I don't hit my macros for the rest of the week. That's a very common thing that people go about, right? Well, I didn't, I didn't hit my targets today, so screw it for the rest of the week. Um, I've had so many emails from clients freaking out where it's like, oh my gosh, I did terrible yesterday. I screwed up. I went over my targets. I feel so guilty. Um, should I like remove carbs today? whatever it is, or like, I'm struggling to save the plan now. And I'll go and look at their food logs and it'll be something like you're, you were like 200 calories over your target. Right. And I'll like explain that as, cause it seems like, but again, that's very black or white, right? It's because I didn't hit my targets. Let's say we're in a battle phase because I didn't hit my targets. I failed. And how I like to explain that is, all right. So let's look at this last seven days. You hit your target six out of seven days. So those days you lost a lot of full body fat. Let's say we were in a 500 calorie deficit. Now, what I want you to understand is let's say that your goal was to be at 1500 calories. Your maintenance is 2000 calories. You were actually, you were only at 1700 or 1800 calories. You were actually still below your maintenance. You still lost body fat. It was just a little bit slower. This day was actually still even a net positive, right? Um, And that's typically the case, right? Like I'm almost always when someone tells me like, man, the day was rough and I go look at their food logs. It's the perception of it. It's such so much bigger of an issue when it's like, Hey, no, you actually still like, this was a net positive. You still actually lost fat. Even it's again, just that perception of it. If you think it's either perfection or failure, which again, so many people fall into it's so easy for that to turn into, well, now the rest of the day is screwed um, or the rest of the week is screwed. And that's when it does actually turn into a, a problem. But again, like the thing people perceive as a problem, that like single event where it feels like we weren't perfect and thus we failed is rarely actually a problem. It's again, just your way to the way that you perceive that. Yeah. And the, the problem with that example is also, you know, the fact that you're viewing 
that event or that day as a failure when like actually what it really is is an opportunity to learn something right you know and and that's usually what we'll talk through is you know if the situation were to arise tomorrow how could you would you have handled it differently um you know and and that's where the coaching comes in. That's where the lesson comes in. But you're so focused on the fact that it was just such a failure that, you know, you're, you're not, you're not learning the lesson, right? No. Like oftentimes I think that the, um, the lesson that, that those people learn is that I failed. So valuable. Like, that's their takeaway. And it's like, no, that's, that's not the takeaway. Right. Like it happened. We can acknowledge that it happened and we can talk about it. But, but why did it happen? You know, right. what led to that? Um, and like, can we, you know, can we regroup and come up with a strategy next time so that, you know, maybe next time we we execute a little bit differently? But I think that mindset is just so drawn to like, no, but I failed. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. And that's, again, bringing it back to like, no client has ever been perfect. What the thing that determines how well a client ultimately does when they work with us is never the amount that they struggle or the amount of challenges they run into. Um, and I'll get into some examples of this later on. I want to bring it back to this point. Um, actually, screw it. I'm just going to get into it now. Uh, Patricia, who is one of Andrea's clients, they have been working together for about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's uh, going to step on stage in like a month, actually. but. I mean, what I think she's probably down like 45 pounds now. Her physique has changed so much. It's crazy, right? I was just emailing her and she's talking about, it's crazy that I didn't even feel comfortable like in a swimming suit or like anything I was wearing when I started. And now I'm about to just go strut my stuff in a bikini on stage in front of a ton of people. And I feel great about it, right? But for her, and she is not someone who has struggled with this, which kudos to her, but I know there have been like... Feel like she's gone to Ibiza, I think like three times. Like there have been so many trips like across the country. She's moved so many times. And there have been so many instances where it hasn't been perfect, but she's been so consistent and she's been willing to work through those things and learn and use those again as learning opportunities rather than, well, it can't be perfect here. So thus is failure. And because of that, with enough time, she's completely transformed again to the point where she's getting on stage for a bikini competition and she looks great, right? It's but it's again, just so much of that, like the consistency and again, her willing to learn from that. Anything else to add there? You brought up a really great example um, that we run into a lot are people who travel all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not talking about the like one big vacation a year, you know, to right. a remote exotic location that you've never been to before, and you know talking about people who travel often and it's just very much like, Hey, every, every weekend or like every little trip I'm completely off, you know? And then I come back and I'm, I'm back on like every time that's, that's really common. Right. And that's, that's definitely a huge one, but it is interesting. Like, uh, um, again, I think Patricia is a good example of that. I have a, like my client, uh, or again, Ashley is an incredible example of that. Or like the, I, the people I know who we've worked with, who actually travel the most, like, I think Ashley is a great example of that. And, uh, my client Steph, who is, um, there has been like one week, our entire work together. I think we're 18 weeks in now and she's down what I think 20 pounds, mm. literally the entire time our work together, the first four weeks, she was on a road trip across Europe. She had one week at home. 
Then she lived on a yacht for three months. And then she went for a 10-day hiking trip in the Alps. Um, And now finally, we have another week where she's back home. Right. But it's interesting how like the examples I can think of like the busiest people where it's like I travel so much, but they've just had a mindset of I can do this. I'm choosing to do this. Right. And I'm going to take ownership of it are very able to. But again, like kind of they're also willing to embrace that message. Right. Where I know there's other individuals where it's like uh, just your perception of it is so important. Right. Like maybe I'm at home. I don't have as much going on. But again, like my perception of these things, I allow it to turn into much bigger and like because it can't be perfect today, I'm just not on a track, right? And then it turns into the week. It's just, it's, it's interesting because um, truly just your beliefs around it do make so much sense or make so much difference there. Anything else as far as the examples um, or really like why it's holding you back that you wanted to dig into before we start talking about how to overcome this? Mm, no. Okay, okay. Um, so what do you think are kind of the starting steps for someone Maybe it's okay. I'm, I struggle with perfectionism. I struggle with this all or nothing thinking. How do we start to overcome this? Or how do you guide a client to start overcoming this? Because I think this is something that you really do exceptionally well with the clients that you work with. Um, I like to first make it clear um, that my expectations of them are not perfection. Mm-hmm. So, right off the bat, I mean, yes, I'm going to hold you to a hella high standard. Right. But, like, I'm also a human, you know, and we're not robots. So, right. You know, I don't expect perfection. I expect communication, um, and and of course effort, but also touching on the fact that you know the idea of perfectionism literally does not exist. And I like to give the example of tracking your food. Right, um, that entire process is inherently flawed. You know, I mean, um, in nutrition labels are you know legally able to what like a 20% margin of error, you know, mm-hmm. plus or minus. Right. Um, so the whole, the way the whole tracking system is set up is, is imperfect. And then, right. you know, you, you get my fitness pal on top of that and you have a bunch of user generated entries and it's fraught with error, right? Um, the potential for error is so high in the tracking process. So, you know, this conversation of like, well, I didn't know how to track that. So I, I shouldn't, or, you know, Um, I like to say, listen, like you're never going to be perfect at this because the system itself isn't perfect and perfection doesn't really exist. So let's just take that off the table right now. No, I couldn't agree more. And even within, as you said, like within the foods we're eating again, like a chicken breast in reality, it might like in my fitness pal, or if we look it up in the USDA, it might say this is 26 grams of protein for however many ounces, four or five ounces of chicken breast. The reality is there's still going to be some variability there that we won't even know about unless you were to like use a bomb calorimeter for every single food that you eat, which then we would be eating it. But anyways, even when we are perfect within our tracking, we're not actually perfect, but universally with every client that I've worked with, there is that same room for error, right? And if we can, again, be okay with, it's okay. If it's not perfect, I'm going to give it my absolute best effort and just do it consistently, everyone who's able to embrace that gets great results. Cool. Yeah. yeah. The chicken example is a favorite of mine. I like it when you talk about the Jack chicken. (laughs) You want me to use the Jack chicken example? I I do. All right. So let's imagine there's a Jack chicken and this little (laughs) chicken on the barnyard. Um, The chicken has lats. Oh, this, the Jack chicken has huge lats. The other chicken does not have lats. Um, And the Jack chicken 
pushes the little runt chicken aside, gets all the good worms. The runt chicken like just doesn't really get very many of them. Just gets some like leftover chicken feed or whatever it is chickens eat. Um, and like when, if we were to eat those two chickens, again, the jack chicken probably again, probably has more protein in it than the runt chicken, but we would log them as the same amount of protein regardless. So there's no matter what, again, even if we're perfect, there's some variability. Um, I also think for a lot of people, something that really resonates is not looking at this like an on off switch, right? Very similar to what I was talking about with like, Hey, you were 200 calories over, but we were your targets, but we were still in a deficit. You still lost fat. It was just a little bit less. Right. Um, whereas a lot of people look at it as either on off or perfection or failure when in reality it's more like a dimmer dial, right? We can turn it up to like a 10, it's as, as bright a setting, or we can like have it at a five where it might not be as brightest, but it's again, like we're still, it's still on, we're still progressing. And I think it's much more helpful to look at your days and weeks like that, right? It would be great if every day and every week was a 10, but I have never worked with a client where it was, that was the case for a lot of people. It's like, even if we look at the course of the year, even if it's 26 weeks of the year, you are just doing good enough to maintain and 26 weeks of the year, you're making forward progress again, at the end of the year, you're still going to make great progress. Um, but again, like that, and oftentimes it's again, not even like just maintaining, but again, I was like slightly off my targets and people allowed to completely sabotage them. And again, it's just that perception of it being a much bigger issue than it is that really holds people back. The funny thing is, is that if, if most people treated it like a dimmer switch and not just mm -hmm. on or off, probably the quote worst they do is maintain right? Whereas oh, yeah. what ends up happening is when we fall into all or nothing and perfectionism, that's when we actually end up backsliding. It's interesting how that works. I know for so many clients going on vacation, um, I used to try to get clients and this depends on the person. Of course, there's still exceptions, but for most people, I will say, phrase it as I want you to do just good enough to maintain. Yeah. And that almost always results in people coming back with, I surprised myself at how well I did. I'm so happy with how this went. Whereas for most people, when I would try to encourage them to, we're going to lose fat. Here's how we're going to do it, go about it. Well, you're like at this all-inclusive resort in Mexico. It would, they would come back and it's like, I went off the rails, right? Because I feel like it wasn't perfect. And again, it, like even within fat loss, I'm not encouraging you to like, it has to be perfection for fat loss. But again, I think it's kind of that mindset. And I really dislike the, we're going to do just good enough. I think that's a terrible way to approach a lot of areas of our life, which I think is why people struggle with this. But again, I think nutrition is one area where understanding how much progress can be made in the gray area is very important. Cool. Um, I also really like the idea, again, like if you just questioning these, like when we're working through how do we overcome this, do you, is there anything that you to kind of get people to catch themselves? Because I was just talking to a client about this, like when this happens, how do you think we identify this? When you're trying to get someone to identify like, okay, this is all or nothing thinking. Is there any like exercise or like thought pattern that you try to get people to kind of be able to catch that in the moment? Does well, I love the analogy of like, if you were driving down the road and you blew a tire, mm -hmm. would you just slash all three, the other three? Right. Just to right. even it out, you know, yeah. like, and, and of course, you know, if the other, if the client has any common sense, they're like, of course not. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. ludicrous. You know, it's like, do you think maybe, maybe that's kind of what this sounds like? Right. And I think that 
a lot of times in situations like this, again, it's mental work, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty easy for a lot of people to want to want to avoid. This is again a conversation I've been having with a couple of clients lately where even for some individuals, I think that like it's very easy to like, I'm gonna buckle down, I'm gonna lose a lot of body fat, right? Mm-hmm. And they might do super well. But then the maintenance phase after that, when again, as we've talked about, even like within both of our own, like our own journeys, like the maintenance phase is sometimes harder because there's a lot more prey. There are times where it feels like you're not being perfect. Um, we don't have like the motivation of I have like this photo shoot or whatever it is. So there are times where, again, you might not be as dialed in and you might feel like you're less than perfect. And again, I think that a lot of times people can really struggle with that. And this can really kind of manifest itself there, even if you did successfully lose fat. So again, I think this often manifests as yo-yo dieting, right? Where it's, I crush it. I followed my diet so strictly for 12 weeks, but at the end, then the the maintenance afterwards, that's like, we have to be able to kind of manage the messy middle. This really kind of rears his head again. Um, That right there, it's like, if you zoom out uh, on that, that is a literal example of all or nothing. Like, Hey, I'm totally dialed in in fat loss. And then, you know, you reverse out, you know, the the day fat loss ends, like the wheels come off. Right. And we can handle ourselves in maintenance. Absolutely. And I think you really have to approach it similar to how you would like a, okay, I'm doing the physical work, let's say of my nutrition, that might be I'm meal prepping. This might be a pain in the ass, but I'm committing to doing it. Honestly, we have to look at this as like mental work of a lot of times it takes like starting your day, going into it, being intentional, thinking through like what scenarios or starting my week with, what do I have coming up this week that could potentially throw me off? Where might I run into this? And again, like thinking through that ahead of time. So when that situation comes about, you can be more aware of it. And then again, I think that when you do get in those situations, um, where you're telling yourself, like one slip up, one mistake makes you a failure. We need to take some time to question, is that actually true? Right. Um, again, very similar to like a lot of the work on the personal development stuff we've been talking about within our team. There's there's so much value and so much power to again just like stopping and questioning those thoughts. But again, like we have to be willing to take the time. And oftentimes it does require things like journaling and being willing to dig deeper into this, which again, I think it's so easy for people to want to avoid. But if you're struggling with this, it's probably going to be something that's extremely beneficial. But again, it takes work and it also takes, it's not just like something you do once and it's like, oh, I'm good now, right? This is probably something that will continue to manifest itself for at least a couple of weeks to a couple of months for most people longer than that. And again, it's something where we have to continue to be intentional about working through that questioning. Is that really true? Why might I feel that way? Right? Like where might this really stem from? Um, and I think again, just being willing to do that is so important here. Like, you know, thinking I can't hit training today. Like this day is a failure. And it's like, is it actually, or like, did you still prioritize your nutrition? Right. You still like hit your macros, get all your meals in. Did you get your steps in? That day is far from a failure. Right. You know, you, you might not have checked every single box, but you probably checked enough boxes. Right. Oh, I agree. And again, very much, very similar to that uh, dimmer switch analogy. I also think it's helpful when you, if you're struggling with this to understand that again, at some point, similar to like none of our clients have ever been perfect at some point, everyone was at the same place knowledge level that you are at here currently right and again it's more so like every again every single transformation that you've seen all those people at some point in their journey were exactly where you are mm-hmm. and if that many people can do it 
you're very capable of it as well. Again, it's so much more about a client's willingness to talk about it, to work through these things and learn from them and keep trying. Really, the grid is much more indicative of success than the number of success uh, mistakes someone makes. Um, I, my client, Austin, I, I know I've talked to you guys about this on team calls quite a bit where he's such a good example of this because it's been a very slow wheel, right? Where really our first like six, eight months of working together, it was just focusing on the basics, right? Just consistently hitting your macros, getting protein, hitting your training sessions. And it took a long time. Um, and we're at over two years of working together now, but he has, and it's everything has been like just very slow. And part of it's just been, he's had a crazy lifestyle. We definitely could have made quicker progress, but it's also kind of like some of some of the trade-offs we worked through that he is and isn't willing to make, but he's just been consistent, right? And over time, it's, wow, suddenly now you are so much more consistent with your nutrition. Suddenly now you've been so much more consistent with your training. And then all those things have added up to your physique has changed a lot. Your entire lifestyle has changed a lot. Your health is so much better. But again, there was so, there was like every single week and every single day for months and months and months, there were instances where he could have just quit because we weren't perfect. But again, there's similar to Patricia, just so much power. The most important thing is just continue to move forward. Um, any other most important points when we're coming to, when we're talking about overcoming all or nothing thinking that you'd like to talk through? Um, I like to talk through like, you know, first of all, like calling it out for, for one what it is and when it's happening. So catching mm -hmm. yourself in that moment. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then to tack on to that, like you've got to, you got to recognize it when it's happening and call it out. And from there, I think the next best thing you can do is, is ask yourself, what is the next best decision I can make? I love right. That. Like literally what is the next action step I, I can take in the right direction? Right. You see that those um memes all the time of like the, the fork in the road and the car yeah. like the interstate the car like swerving very hard to the right. Right, yeah. right, right. And it's like that's kind of always what I think of in this all or nothing. It's like everyone's just like, oh, like I you know, I didn't I didn't know how to track that corporate lunch like hard right off the interstate, you know, might as well just like keep going kind of thing. But if you, you know, you catch yourself at that moment. Like in this example, we're at, at a corporate lunch and lunch is provided and it's not what you thought it was going to be. I am totally unsurprised to report that it's probably woefully low protein. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Right. So you could just kind of be like, oh, well, might as well like hit happy hour with the team after and like get some sliders and not that that's bad or wrong, but you could also say like, all right, so then what's the next best step I could take? in the right direction here. So I know I'm going to be low on protein for the rest of the day. So what does that mean for me? You know, maybe that means I'm going home after dinner and, you know, going to have a little bit of, a, of an extra bolus of protein there or something in that or, example. But, or maybe it means we're still going to, Hey, I can't hit my protein today, but I'm going to hit my calories. Right. Or right. I'm gonna that's a great going. one actually. Right. Where again, I think that that is so common though. Um, yeah. And again, I think like looking at us again, it's not failure to beat, but it's a temporary setback and really it's a learning opportunity. Um, there you know was that, like that saying that like you are only ever one step away from getting back on track. I really mm -hmm. hate the whole like on or off track trope, yeah. you know, but in this, in this case, it's a good example. You know, it's like, you really are only one decision away from mm -hmm. like getting, getting back to it. No, no, absolutely. And again, um, 
a couple of clients, like in the last month, I, I shared about this on social as well. I had a couple of people who had emailed me, like there was one specific example that comes up was a client who, man, I, she emailed me and she was frustrated because it was, I just ate a huge plate of nachos, um, which nachos are delicious, by the way, can't blame you, but, um, especially steak nachos, she described them to me in detail and it sounded so good. But anyways, I was, I'm so glad this came up because now we can really work through it. Like, because one of the, one of her concerns was she's really struggled with me and she struggled with similar things like this in the past. Now for her, nothing like this had come up yet. She'd really been really nailed the diet so far, but rather than being like a like lecture, it was again, like, I'm so glad this came up. Let's talk through what, what caused this, right? Like what was the root of this? We were able to identify so much, like for her, we were able to look, th- work through basically like she was hungover and uh there's like for her like a trend we were able to identify was anytime she's experiencing a lot of physical discomfort be it like a hangover or like there were examples from like when she'd been injured or had surgeries she really uses food as like another physical distraction to kind of comfort her from that right so now when she goes into those scenarios she has the knowledge that hey this is when i'm a little bit more likely to struggle with this and now i can be aware of that and i can like first understand what I'm actually looking for in this situation. And again, make a more rational objective decision that's in alignment with my goals. And, but again, like, so she learned so much from that. And after that, since then her progress has once again, just been crazy. She's been on a tear, but again, if it had like, she, she hadn't brought it up or if it never happened, I like, it wasn't that big of a deal in her progress. It didn't set us back at all. And it was a net positive. Right. But again, it's just the, your willingness to look at those things as lessons and um ask yourself again like in retrospect what could i have done differently here again just work through that like if i could relive this day would i have done anything differently if so what specifically would that look like and again like use it as a lesson for next time you will just continually improve um i also think like one final note go ahead i was gonna say if you weren't the coach that you were it can often just be a matter of like Oh, I slipped up. I'll get back on Monday. Right. Which again is actually kind of all or nothing, you know, inability to like see it for what it is and not want to like work through, you know, what led to this obstacle and how can we, how can we learn from it? That's very true. And I also think finally, when you're struggling with this, it is so important to ask yourself, what's the goal with these standards i think with everything it's so like what's the goal with what i'm doing here right because i and this is something i've worked on a lot because i in other areas i really struggle with like beating myself because up because it's like nothing i do is good enough right so then it's like did what i do here achieve the goal rather than like was this perfect was this better than anyone else i know can do it did i achieve the goal right and i think a lot of times with these standards if you ask yourself like what's the goal with these standards and it is to make you better to get you closer to your physique goal. But these standards are actually the thing that's causing you to quit. Like this expectation you have of yourself that I have to be perfect. Isn't actually helping you. It's actually making you worse than if we set a different expectation, anything else to add on overcoming all or nothing thinking before we kind of talk about redefining what going all in on your goals means. No. All right. So let's get into that then redefine for us what going all in on your goals means. Um, I think it means, I mean, I feel like, I I feel like we've said this so many times, like on this particular podcast is like, 
the ability to look at obstacles as opportunities and lessons. Like when you are going after, you know, when you're going all in on your goals, it means all in on effort. It doesn't necessarily mean absolute perfection in execution. Couldn't agree more. I mean, think of like Ted Lasso. It took him three seasons to win the championship, even the final, the final one until they, I forget what this uh, new style of hockey era. Do you watch Ted Lasso? Not at all. Really? I feel like you would enjoy Ted Lasso of anyone I know. Um, Coach Andy actually does. It's one, the only show she's ever watched. But anyways, <laughs> um, again, it's, it's really just a commitment to keep moving forward, right? To keep improving. Um, I mean, I always like to say that, you know, any movement in the right direction is progress. Yeah. You know, and you were saying like, hey, what is the goal? Like, what are we working towards? Mm-hmm. If if there is any movement toward that goal, that is progress. Right. And there need to be these like perfect steps, you know, like these perfect incremental like steps, you know, the stair step approach, like every single day, every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like as long as as long as we're moving forward, like we'll get there. Right. And I think it's funny, you could almost think of this like as a heavy goal versus a heavy weight, because it's funny the areas where the exact same thing happens to us over and over, but we don't struggle with the same thing. So like in the gym, if it was like, I've never back squatted 250 before, and suddenly I just throw 250 on the bar and I can't get it, and I've never done anything close to that, you're not like, you're not like, it's more so like, oh, well, I guess I'll keep, and we kind of accept that as like, not being strong enough to do it right now as a prerequisite, like, again, the grind to like work through those challenging reps, like, Oh, I didn't get it again, but I was closer and I was closer. Like we almost accept that as a prerequisite to eventually get there. But again, the same thing applies here. And like, how rewarding would that be? Like, let's say like a three fifteen bench, for example, like how rewarding would that be if like you just waltzed in and did it? Right. Not at all. You know, like it's, it, it me it's so much more meaningful and exciting that you like, you had to work for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like all the reps that you put in to lead up to that bench or that squat or, you know, or whatever, like versus, oh, I just randomly squatted 500 pounds and it was cool. It's like, that would carry such little meaning. And I think one of the most important in general, like one of the most important things to accept when you were saying you want growth change, you want to better yourself is you're basically saying you want to push yourself through a period where things are going to be uncomfortable and things are going to be difficult. Because as you said, if people's, a lot of people's like whole lives, whole confidence changes a lot when they transform their bodies, but it's not because I'm ripped and now I'm happy. It is so much about how it carries over to your confidence in yourself, your trust in yourself, your perception in yourself because you see yourself consistently holding your promises yourself and pushing through those hard things. Like the difficulty is the thing, right? All the most rewarding things in life come from challenges. Um, so again, like it's, it's just accepting, like if you're saying you want to grow, you're basically saying you want all these things. Um, so that again, that just that perception is so huge. Um, anything else to add there? Mm. All right. So to finally to kind of wrap it up, I want to get into some important mindsets and beliefs to adopt here. If this is something you're struggling with first, we are all for high standards. I don't want anyone to think otherwise we set very high standards for our clients and ourselves, and we will hold you to those and we'll push you. But 
on the same token, high standards are great, but only to the extent that they are improving your results, right? Saying like, I have all these high standards, like I quote unquote hold myself to these high standards in your head and like using that as a reason to never move forward. It's actually just kind of having low standards for yourself, like in a way that doesn't make you feel as bad. Um, so something important to consider. Again, no one who's ever gotten the results, you, who's gotten the results you want has ever been 100% perfect. Consistency with the right things, which is also important over long periods of time, is what you should be focused on, not being perfect. Um, again, we're not saying to lower your standards necessarily, but... And there will be times even now where like, even like if it is like, I'm adjusting my expectations, you still might not hit the standards that you set. And that's okay. Again, like it's okay to like, man, I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't hit that, but don't use that as a reason to quit. Use that as a reason to keep moving, learn from that, and you will improve. And I also, again, kind of think this ties into a scarcity versus abundance mindset, honestly. Uh, really, I think people who struggle with the all or nothing thinking also, their whole reason behind wanting to change their body typically comes from a fear or dislike, a fear of losing something that they have, a fear of not getting to a place where they like like themselves, like their body more, a dislike for themselves or something of the sort. And really, like this can be good. This is something I've talked a lot about with clients because again, like and even for like the way I do many things, I've tried to shift as well. And very much been focused on this lately because I think that can be good starting motivation, but a uh a quote I really like that was shared with me recently was you can't build something you love from a place of self-hatred, right? And I think like so much of a lot of times what I see with people who really struggle with this is like the, again, like that I'm doing this because I'm so afraid of not being good enough, right? I'm doing this because I don't like my body. I'm afraid that it'll never change. And again, like just like operating out of that place that can get you started, but it's not fulfilling or rewarding when for years and years, like you can't live, live the rest of your life operating like that. It just turns into, this is something that you like resent just as much as the way you initially felt. So I really think it's so important to, again, rather than focusing on like, I'm afraid I don't get this. I'm afraid I'm not going to be good enough. I'm afraid of losing what I have now, focusing on what you're excited about. Again, the future rewards you're excited about, um, what you enjoy about the process, like the day-to-day what you like about the way it makes you feel, how you show up, how you'll feel after the session, even if you don't feel like doing the session. And I think for most people, again, that's it's so cliche, but like that love for the process rather than just the outcome. But it makes this something that we need to, because most of us want to keep this up for life. It makes it something that's actually attainable and enjoyable for life rather than just like, I'm dragging myself through this shit that I hate because I'm scared of losing. Like this... I'm scared of feeling a certain way again. It just makes it all so much more enjoyable. And again, like when it is like I wasn't perfect, it makes it less like, shit, I'm going to like go back to where I was, which again, oftentimes for people just compounds the things getting worse rather like, okay, well, I'm still excited to get here. So I'm going to get back on track as soon as I can. So I can keep moving forward. Yeah. I think it's also, um, you know, when working toward that goal, it's, it's great to have goals, obviously. I mean, we're like the most goal-driven people I know. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, thinking that like either I, like anything short of reaching that goal or end game is a failure. Like I'm not going to be happy until I get to end game, until I get mm. to that goal, you know? And like, that's a great way to just like rob yourself of seeing the progress that you're making. Uh, 
you know, and like not enjoying the process. And like, I always like to say, guess what? Closer you get to that goal, it's going to move on you. That's how that happens. It's like, oh, I just want to lose 10 pounds. And like, guess what? You lose the 10 pounds. And then it's like, well, you know, now I want to lose like 20 or whatever. And that's the fun thing about goal setting is, you know, that, you know, we can keep like upping the ante and we can keep like chasing goals. That's, that's a very fun thing to do. Very fulfilling done properly and well, but you know, again, like I'm, I'm just not going to be happy. I'm going to be so miserable until this happens. That, that is all or nothing. Absolutely. So I think a great quote to wrap this up on, which I think you put this in here, but I'm going to take credit for it. Uh, James Clear said, you have to live with your mistakes, but you don't have to compound them. Yeah, that, actually, that literally just came out in James Clear's newsletter today. And I was like, crazy. Oh. Yeah, perfect timing. But anything else to add here before we wrap it up, Natalie? Um, no, but if this is something that you struggle with, um, reach out to us because I, you know, you are not alone. Um, and this is something we are, this is such, such a big and integral part of our work and our coaching practice. Absolutely. And I think that no matter what, it's interesting to see that even like as your goals change and like what you're able to do continues level up and increase, you just see like new areas where you have kind of the same mindset and you have to work through it over and over. And again, I think that's just part of the process of of growth. I know like even in my own physique journey, that's been something where it's like, I didn't even realize that I was like kind of making the same mistake, but at a different level than like what I talked through with a lot of people until like very recently. And I know like we talked about that a lot with like my own building phases and whatnot. So um, yes, if you struggle with this, reach out. We're happy to talk about it more. If you want life coaching from Natalie, um, Neither of us are actually live coaches, but if you want to work with us, uh, hit the link in the show notes. Happy to chat about it more, see if it's a good fit. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star rating or review, and we will catch you guys next time.